All right, here's what I don't understand. With the Neuralink, with Elon's Neuralink, where in the head do they insert the chip? <laughs> That's what I want to know. It's the back of the head. It's the, ba it's the, the back, back of the head. The, head. the Wait, back no, of the head. Back of the head, like upper back, like near the neck? The top, yeah. The crown of the head, yeah, basically. The crown of the head? That's what I understand, Where do yes. the cords go? Well, theoretically, I guess they come out the back of your head and then they plug into something that sits on your back or gets plugged into a computer or something like that. All I know is that it looks like it looks like the damn matrix is what it looks like to me. I, I, I keep thinking I'm going to wake up in a pile of goo and I'm going to have to unplug myself from this pile of goo. That's it. We're in the matrix. Yeah. Now, for your listening pleasure, here's Polizzi and Rose, covering the week of media, marketing, and digital content news. This old marketing. Take it away, boys. Well, hello, friends. Welcome to This Old Marketing, proudly brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. And I'm Robert Rose, and welcome to episode number 413. That's right, Friday, February 2nd, 2024. It is Groundhog's Day, you all, and my sister's birthday, but that's not related at all in some weird way. Anyway, as it always is, and with me is my pal, my colleague, and a guy who doesn't believe that Taylor Swift is a CIA deep state operative, Mr. Joe Polizzi. <laughs> yeah, you know, just when I think that the world makes any kind of sense at all, yeah. you get these conspiracy <clears throat> theories with Ms. It's, Swift. Here's here's the thing that I that I that I struggle with, which is you know, look, I I don't know how if I was on that side of the fence. How do they keep up with all of it? Like, there's so much. There's so very much. And I'm literally just talking from a, from, a, from a true, practical, tactical sense. How do you, like, Wait, there's like, so much. Do they have what, a like, list? Do you have a right. list? Do you have, like, a, a reminder in your notebook? Like, oh, right, they're, they're, they're deep state, right? They're, oh, right, mm -hmm. we don't like them, right? Is there, like, you know, I don't, I just don't know how they keep up with it at all. I don't know if this is written down. Like, it's not on, like, moses tablets or anything like it's is there like a web <laughs> is there like a website you can go to and go who, who's who's on the naughty list and who's on the good list right because i would like that just from like you know the 10 conspiracies here's the main ones because i'm assuming after a while there's some that just go away because they're so ridiculous but i don't know i i'll i you know what whatever it is i the last thing that i heard was that I don't know if it's before the game or after the game when the Chiefs are crowned Super Bowl champions. Travis Kelsey will join with Taylor Swift and yes. Joe Biden. That's will right. Walk onto the middle of the field. That's right. And and there's a coronation, and you know, basically she'll say she'll give all her love to Joe Biden. That's, that's the, right. That's the latest one. Is that something? Yeah. Is that I have I have seen that one. I have seen I have seen that one. I've also seen the one where <clears throat> they feel like. Uh, the NFL is rigged, of course, and yeah, okay. that they're going to make the Chiefs win so that basically Taylor can uh, can basically profess her love for Joe Biden and 
will then will then basically do that on the Chiefs uh, championship, right? So that the, basically the, the, the game is already, doesn't matter. The game is already yeah. lost for the 49ers. Here, here's the thing about what I'm, just, just football related off the conspiracy thing. With Kansas City winning, what yeah. I've been hearing from a lot of the so-called pundits out there is they're putting Mahomes now in the conversation with the greatest quarterbacks of all time, which maybe he is, but it just seems sudden. It just happened way too quickly. And to do well, what they're doing with four Super Bowls in the last five years and the whole thing. But I just have a hard th- like when they're saying, OK, better than than Bradshaw, better than Marino, better than, you know, Aikman and throw and like maybe yeah, I, I, it just it, seems early. It, it well, it does. But I will say this and and I'm not a Mahomes fan, but. He, I saw this this statistic, which is he hasn't ever not played in an AFC championship game. You mean every year that he's been a pro? Correct. He's been in the AFC championship game. That is correct. Or Super Bowl. So that, that is correct. That's that is ridiculous. Correct. I mean, it's it's is it it's insane. Year? Is it six years? Six seven uh, years? This is his. I believe this is his sixth season. Yeah. That's 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 yeah. nuts. Okay. Yeah. So you okay? So here's the if they're already having that conversation, and he goes on to okay, a regular five six more years, most likely if he stays healthy, then maybe, maybe maybe the goat. We'll see. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. I mean, he you know I think he started to. He, there was already some you know, look, he's got a great team surrounding him at the moment, um, and has for many, many years and the defense this year is and the defense this year stepped this year. up and Andy Reid is an amazing coach. And, and there's, you know, there's, there's a lot working than just him, right? Because he definitely this year was you know, the cracks were shown to be in the, you know, in the perfect well, portrait that is his, his play, but, but you know, that in the fact, well, that in the fact that, that literally they didn't guard Travis Kelsey in the first half. No, yeah, I don't know what they were doing. Nine for yeah. nine. There was one yeah. that was questionable. That was that amazing catch that Kelsey yeah. made. But seriously, if they just had double covered Kelsey, I think the game would have been completely different. But whatever. What yeah. do I know? I yeah, know there you go. Uh, so yeah, so. did Elmo? Did you get checked in with Elmo? Did because I I thought about you yes. when I saw this. I saw this on Twitter. The Elmo check in. That's my one voice that I can do. I know. I, yeah. I was, but I'm not going to do it here. Okay. All right. Do you want right. me to do it? No, it's a, it's completely up to you. I would never force. I have you to it. Do it's right here. It's like ready to. Okay. Do, are you going to check in on the mental health? You should check in on our audience. Here, here, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. How, how are you doing? Are you okay? <laughs> I really care about you, Robert. <laughs> How's that? Oh, that's, that's so good. It's not a it's Sean so Connery good. by Robert yeah. Rose, but no, it's it's it's, it's a, so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, well, obviously, mental health yeah. is a big... I like the whole thing. Well, by the way, I don't even know if people realize, but what, Elmo came out on X and, and said... Basically, uh, yeah, did a very, yeah, very sort okay? of innocent... Yeah, and, and, and it went today? viral. Right, and it went... And basically, the answer was, no, we're not okay. The audience <laughs> of X is... The world said, no, yeah. my God. We're not. This is horrible. We're not. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes for sure. Yeah, but it was, we are not okay. Yeah, definitely. I, I do like the thing that says uh, where Sesame Street came out then and just kept saying mental health is health. 
I, I mean, I yeah, I do like that. I like the because th- sometimes when you say mental health, people think that ah, somebody's somebody's got a problem or whatever. It's like no, we all need to work on our that portion of our health, our physical health and our mental health. And I'm I got to tell you, I'm concerned. I got I think that I think that the the screen issue, and we're going to talk about it later in this episode. But I think yeah. the screen issue is to tragic proportions and something needs to be done yeah fantastic maybe yeah, by- it, well here let's get to it let's let's okay. let's tell everybody what we're going to talk about today on our show because we're going to get to a really interesting good show and yes we will talk about that we will open up with our big i guess newsiest of news items which is of course the social media executives including zuckerberg and linda yaccarino uh, they all went and testified on capitol hill this week and we'll talk a little bit about what that means for the policy of social media and whether it was political theater or not. Um, spoiler alert, it was. Uh, and then we will talk about YouTube and TikTok, two other, I guess, social media channels, but not really. Anyway, they're media taking over the world. Um, TikTok usage climbing, Google's YouTube. Uh, Google did their earnings report uh, just this week, and YouTube is just absolutely crushing it. Then we'll talk about misinformation and deep fakes. They abound right now. Will the aforementioned Taylor Swift, of course, had some trouble uh, with pictures that went around this week that were deep fakes. And then George Carlin, the comedian, actually was pilfered uh, through his grave. And uh, whether it was AI or human, we'll talk about that. Um, then we'll get to rants and raves, of course, and Joe will rant, I'm sure, on TikTok, big spoiler alert there, uh, and then talk about a new creator economy report that's out. And I will talk about the CMO position and whether or not it's completely outdated or not. Um, so, yeah. So I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a rant, if you will. Not not too big a rant, but depend. The answer is it depends. No, it does not depend. Oh, good. It definitely okay. doesn't right, depend. I don't want to steer thunder. Definitely um, doesn't depend. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay, let's get to it. The there are any number of uh, media outlets reporting on this, but uh, we'll link to the NBC News, NBC, WNBC, WNBC. Uh, <laughs> we'll link to their uh, reporting of this and the headline along with the video which is just classic to watch all these guys walk in um to uh to the the chambers uh executives from meta tiktok x snap and discord face tough questioning about their efforts to combat online sexual abuse members of the senate judiciary committee said the companies haven't done enough to keep children safe with chairman dick durbin saying online child sexual exploitation is a crisis in america meta ceo mark zuckerberg apologized to parents in a very dramatic theatrical bit of uh, of uh, of a moment um and basically the there was a, a number of questions that went on um around what's going on here zuckerberg actually had a suit on which was fascinating to me um what did did you watch any of this did you did you I see did. what was going on yeah here? i watched the one that we'll link to in the show notes the is it the nbc yeah nbc news yeah. one and first of all the <clears throat> zuckerberg in a suit was is a little cringy but it was really uh, <laughs> it was the greatest it was the greatest post on reddit somebody said uh so because so, he was sweating you could tell he was he was hot he was like he, he was a little moist on his face <laughs> somebody on reddit posted there's coolant leaking from the robot <laughs> Uh, oh so my good. god it but honestly so not not a uh, that's a tough move he had to get up in front of those parents who lost children 
and had the, and he knew he knew he, he knew he was going to do that. He absolutely yes. knew. Oh uh, yeah, and, and I know, and he, and that was the that was the only thing that he the anything else would have been not the right thing. And but wait, oh of course. Saying. Well, he's. I mean, look, he 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 was clearly all of them. By the way, were clearly coached by their PR oh, teams. Sure. To answer the question just you know they all learned from the you know the they've learned from the past because all of them have been there before of course but they also learned from the recent you know the 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 hearings with the uh the college uh presidents and and the challenges that they had by not answer they were just they were told answer the question just answer the question don't say any more don't say anything just That's answer exactly the question right. just do what do it do what whatever it is they tell you to do just do it you know sort of malicious compliance right just just do it have you and, ever been in a deposition before? Have you ever uh, been? I have actually, yeah, a deposition, like a informal one, not a, not in a courtroom, but but did, in a. Did a, I yeah. share? Did I share with you my story when I was getting deposed one time? It was it was a. <laughs> did I? Did, did you know this story? No, I don't know this. No, story. real quick, because it is it's somewhat relevant. Yeah. So I go in and I, I won't share the the details because I don't want to get into that. But I was being deposed, and my lawyer said exactly what you just said. They're going to ask you questions. Just answer the questions. No more. That's right. That's it. Yep. And I was asked questions. So it started and I'm sitting at the table and I'm answering and I say yes. And then I start going into detail. Right. And that happened. The second question, my lawyer st said, stop, we need a break. Takes me outside the room, jacks me up against the wall. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Uh, a very strong man. It's like a said, scene out of suits. Exactly. Well, yeah. says, what the f are you doing? Yeah, and I said I'm answering the question. Like, no, you're not. It's like you are just talking out of your ass. And it's like if they ask you a yes or no question, you answer yes or no. You right. don't then go on and elaborate. Now, then I went back in, scared to death that I was going to say something wrong. But yeah. that's when I learned. Oh, I get it. Don't do anything more than what's asked. If you that's if right. they want to get that information, they're going to have to ask for it. That's so, right. And they and here's the thing: they will. The whole the whole point of it. And it's hard to do. It's harder than you think it is to do in the moment because the way that skilled lawyers will ask you a question is so that it makes you think, did they not just hear me? Did they not just, did, yeah. did they not, did they not understand what I'm saying? You can you even not see understand that. The words that are coming right. out of my mouth. Right. So you want to add clarifying context, right? So that it's like, I, because as humans, we want them to understand. We want them to understand our yeah. point of view. And answering yes or no is usually going to, you can, uh, in your brain, you sort of feel like, oh, they're going to think that I did, you know, something wrong or I'm, I did something wrong if I say yes to, you know, it's like, no, you just, you know, you just answer the question. And you can even see that when, uh, I forget his name, the guy from uh, uh, TikTok actually in the, in the hearings is getting questioned and Holly, Senator Holly is like, you know, are you, were you a part of the communist party? And the guy's like, you can see him literally taken aback. Like, yeah, you know this. You you know the answer to this. The answer, of course, is no. And he's like, and he, and he sort of, but what he doesn't realize is that that response is not the response. He should just say no. Of course not. Yeah, exactly. Um, I so so basically, these social media outlets who for years have been lax with their guidelines around the activity of children on their social media platforms. This is just one area that is sort of coming home to roost. It's horrible about what's being going, what's, what's going on with 
uh, some of the relationships that the younger kids get into because of this, the targeting. Um, but something I think has to, and here's my concern. Nothing's going to happen, but something like there has to be more stringent laws on the activity of children on these social media platforms. Yeah. But there's I, not, there's I, not, I don't, right. I don't disagree at all. I, I, but, but I would say this, it, it, the, you know, so, so shame on Congress, by the way, for not, not legislating this. Right. I mean, it's yeah, one thing to sort of anything. It's to, right. It's one thing to take the, 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 the tech companies to task. And of course we should take the tech companies to task here because they have leaned hard and heavy into their sort of platform status rather than publisher status. Um, and you know, all the way since, you know, the, whatever it was when, uh, that's, that, that that law passed in early 2000s or late yeah, 90s. Long, I forget. Long time ago. Um, yeah. Basically, giving them you know carte blanche as, a, as it pertains to that. But basically, nothing's been legislated since. And so, yes, they've took advantage. But no, I would. And, and then the, there was another interesting article that I read, which I think is actually the right solution because for them to say that they can't legislate, like they can't manage it now, like you know the their whole. Basically, there's just no way for us to technologically put in filters. Of course, that's wrong. They could do it, but the cost would be so high. However, I think the easiest and best answer that I've seen is that it should be on Apple and Google. Basically, that age-appropriate uh, uh, restrictions should be placed. At, it should be at the hardware level. In other words, okay. a parent can set up a phone so that nothing is available to them in a and that and, and as somebody suggested that one of the one of the the CEOs from one of the companies suggested that and I thought that was a really good idea actually I well, that whatever I mean that sounds very reasonable and something that's possible and something you could do with those two companies which are yeah. basically the gateway right but I think it comes down and it also comes under the fact that men we talked about this many times we need a better process for verification. Like in it, in anyone out there can get a social media account on any of these platforms that we're talking in front of Congress very easily without a, and you don't need a driver's license or you don't need any form of identification. You don't need, yeah, I mean, identification, verification. Yeah. That has to happen yeah. so that all these things can work together. Because if you set a gateway on the, on the Apple and Google side, you still, <laughs> you still have to have that connection point where they know exactly how old this person is yeah. more than just the parents. Because, like you, you, you could make the case. Oh, these parents, they should, you know, they got you. If if a kid has a phone or a device in their hand, they'll get around all that stuff. Yeah, they will. They will. You can't watch them one hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Can you so. imagine how much different? I won't even say less or more. Just different. The experience on X or the experience on really if. If identification was required, verified identification was required. In other yeah. words, so if you were going to be a troll somewhere, you have to identify yourself. You have to, it, it just seems like, I mean, you know, it, it, it would be interesting to see what would actually happen. Um, I but think would, that's, I think ultimately that's going to happen because you it'll, think so? it'll, I think there's going to be so much wrong that goes on in the next five years that it's going to be forced upon us as a pure safety measure. We're going to have to do that. Not just because we think it's a good thing for content creators or content marketers to do. I think just humanity 
will have to do that. I don't know if it starts with Congress because this Congress has been the most inept Congress that we've ever oh, seen. For sure. Yeah. So there's no doubt about that. I don't think they're, yeah. I mean, to your point about whatever it's grandstanding or whatever, like, oh, to make sure that that they know that we, you know, we listen to the people. I, I just I don't I don't see any legislation coming out of this. I think it's not bad enough yet. But here we are talk still talking about climate change and global warming. <laughs> you think it'd be bad yeah. enough, but that hasn't <clears throat> happened either. So I don't know. I don't know. I just hope something happens. But I think that there'll be a trigger. I think we're years away from that trigger, though. I don't think this is sad to say. I don't think it's bad enough yet. Really? I don't. No. Yeah. There's not people. You got to get to that level where people are up in arms. It's yeah. People aren't. They're yeah. Not. And they've, that's why, again, with the with the whole climate issue, you have. You have 40, you have 30, 30% that are up in arms. Do you think so coming out of, you know, cause this was theater, right? This was all this, this, mm -hmm. this was clearly theater, right? This was just yet another, you know, sort of trot everybody out and make some political points or whatever they were trying to score, you know, and, and I don't, I don't even know there. I don't even know what, if there was a point, right? I mean, it wasn't like there's, it's not like there's legislation cooking and they were trying to get, sort of a take on what they should you know the well, way i think they it should. was a check the box it was a it felt very Congress. much like That's that it I felt thought. very much like it was a slow news week and they felt like but you know they needed to do something same so thing that, for tiktok yeah. when they had that whole thing that was a yeah. check the box oh we're on this but yet nothing's happened for a year yeah and by the way the 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 linda yaccarino's testimony which was fascinating um talking about how x is this new platform that stands for truth justice in the american way it's like it's like oh my gosh it's like i can't even believe she said it with a straight face but you know it's you know that was that was crazy but anyway my question to you is other than being a check the box from a marketing standpoint from a from a business standpoint how does this and or where we sit now in 2024 with everything how does that how does that affect where our social media strategy goes right i mean do we continue to sort of feed the beast as it were or or is this is this are we going to get to a tipping point where businesses are going to finally go you know what it just doesn't it's not worth it well i have to put this issue to, to the side for a second just talk about social media strategy i'm, I'm still of the belief that in many cases, businesses have an amazing opportunity. And I'll, I'll throw out TikTok, even though I'm not active on TikTok. I, I know firsthand that like, why, we why are now? Is, well, we are, we are now. We, we, we are. Yeah. I'm not, on. I'm not like, <laughs> that's so weird, right? Like we yeah. have a TikTok channel, but I don't surf and look at anything. Oh, I, I see. Isn't as that, a consumer, yeah. you're not As active. a consumer, I'm not you. a consumer of, yep. of, of TikTok. So I, but I know that, I, I can name 15 examples of people who have purchased things directly because they saw something multiple times on TikTok. Yeah. They, or I raised my or hand in, yeah, or I've, Instagram, I'm right with you. Facebook, yeah. right? Whatever you, you, yeah. the, the issue is I just had, we, I just did a presentation on this. The issue is, is that most companies out there, they basically are boiling the ocean with their video strategy, with their small screen strategy. They're boiling the ocean. They're just putting crap out there. They don't have any thought about it when they would be better off taking a step back and saying, let's focus on being great and making a behavioral impact on one channel. And yeah. This is what we're going to talk about. And this is our mission. And this is our audience. And this is what we want to see. And if you do that really well over a long period of time, I think you will be successful 
as long as you know that tomorrow it might be gone. And that's with any social media platform that you don't have control over. Yeah. And you could say MySpace or Google Plus or changes in the algorithm at YouTube or getting kicked off the platform. Those things could happen at any moment. So yeah. that I still I still believe that is going to happen. I would just like to see to our past conversation that these laws be put in place because this uh, outside of the sexual predator issue, the the addiction, they want the addiction to happen. Of course, it's part of meta like meta is a great example, right? It's part of their business strategy to get them hooked as young as possible so that they use messenger and whatsapp by and the way Instagram. but by the way that's not in in so many words because they would of course object to our use of the word addicted but the in so many words that is every media company's goal sure you know if if you run a magazine they want you so addicted that you want every issue and you're a fan of every issue and you collect them and you put them into a little basket and stick them in the corner. And, you know, if you're if you're a television network, they want you so must see TV, right? That, you know, you have to you're addicted to that lineup. If you're a movie company, they want you addicted to the series. They want you. So it's not, you know, the. The question isn't whether or to me, the, it's a, it's a really interesting tension because. If you think about a media company, the entire focus of a media company is to build fans, build people who will take action and stay loyal to the content that you're creating over a long period of time. Sure. And when I was in TV, we the strategy was all about cable networks and it was about moving audiences from family network to family network to family network. What I mean by that is that our goal was to capture young people that came in through MTV, then matriculate them up through VH1, then have them have kids and they get into Nickelodeon and then those Nickelodeon kids get into Nick at Night and so on and so forth. And you just sort of keep everybody moving through that. The strategy is no different today. The question and the difference is in what's allowed, like what content is allowed. That's where I think the the, the the interesting tension is is because what Facebook and TikTok and you know X and everything is able to get away with by being a platform and not a content network like we've been used to adjudicating for the last 50 years is they get away with a lot more egregious sort of self-harming things culturally that we would never allow on any other media network as a as a as a government. And so I yeah. To me, that tension has always been really weird with brands to be sort of adjacent to that. And I just wonder if it, I think I agree with you, by the way, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, yeah. And it, it and, and it may not, it may get so bad that making it better doesn't make it better. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? It's like, it may get so bad that where it, that social media is just where the icky stuff happens. I, yeah, I don't think there's an answer. I think that it's so it's funny you bring that up. Yeah, you're right. The goal is to build subscribers, fans and followers and always has. But I think the difference within the personal programming or the algorithm aspect that can take you down. Like if I wanted to go watch NBC, I'm going to watch, you know, must see TV on Thursday night. I'm sure there's 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 the four, we love the algorithm when it's the four. Netflix when, you know, when it's Netflix recommending movies and TV shows. We love the algorithm when the algorithm is recommending us to us. 
it's it gets really funky yeah, really fast exactly and that's why everybody has their own truth and, and all that all that yeah I, I i don't know if it's like ai where we we open pandora's box and there's no going back other than the fact that i know you know i know some people that were spending six seven eight hours on screen time and then all of a sudden they get to a point where they're losing their minds and they're losing control and they're like yeah. oh i gotta get i got i'm so addicted i have to leave that's right i have to go cold turkey you're seeing that more and more yep yeah, so. I I limit myself now. I lim I don't look at TikTok all day, and then I look at it uh, usually at night. Usually, usually, you know, it's I I have a little session, if you will, um, pre dinner where I just sort of you know look at dog videos and stuff. But it's 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 yeah. That's your enter. Yeah, so that's. But your I, li I limit it. I limit it. You know, it's it's it, you know instead of watching some rerun or the local news, you know, in the evening as I'm making dinner or whatever, I'll you know I'll 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 do a little TikTok session or something like that. So here, that's it. Not during the workday. I can't do it during yeah. the workday. Otherwise, I will go down a rabbit hole and, and it will not be good. Yeah. It here's what be I've, good for anybody. Here's what I've been starting to do in the morning. That's how, So basically, I wake up in the morning and instead of checking my phone or email or whatever, I just sit. I just sit for a second and I and I ask myself, how, what, what do I need to do today to be the best version of myself? Oh, today? that's nice. That's real. That's, nice. It's like a self-affirmation thing, right? That's so nice. Thank you. Yeah. But that that goes to don't look immediately at your email. Don't yeah, open course. Facebook. Like, don't do all these. Don't look things. at the news. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Don't go no external. Yeah. No external manipulation. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah. and then then I say, OK, well, what makes us? Oh, I'm going to I'm. I think that now is a really good reading time or writing time or those yeah. types of things that whatever. I don't know if it's right, but it feels like it's the right thing for me. Absolutely. Well, speaking go. of being our best selves and being our wonderful sales we should probably just eh, we should probably pay homage if you will to a couple of the people who pay our bills i think so alley-oops don't happen without team chemistry and your leads go nowhere if you aren't on the same page with sales yeah i get it and hubspot they get it too that's why they created sales hub it's an all-in-one platform built with all the tools you need for your team's success smarter prospecting check faster revenue yep Scales with you? Yeah, it sure does. You ready to help your sales team reach an all-star selling status? Head to HubSpot.com slash sales to try Sales Hub for free. Want a new podcast for your 2024 listening? Well, we can make that happen. In fact, why don't you try Make It Happen Monday, hosted by John Barrows. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Make It Happen Monday offers actionable sales tips to close more business and interviews industry leaders. Host John Barrows includes his insight as a leading B2B sales trainer and founder of J. Barrows Consulting. One recent episode I loved featured Jason Tan, a B2B expert in AI and the founder of Engage AI. Check it out. Make it happen Monday, wherever you get your favorite pods. You know, I forgot to tell you, I love the new opening. The new music. Oh, I thank you. I, Do you think, I, I don't know if anybody noticed that, but we have a new. I'm opening sure they noticed. Song. I'm sure they noticed. Yeah, they probably noticed the fact that it wasn't the first thing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. We're changing it up a little bit. We're, we're, we're mixing things up. And actually our next story will tell us why, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah. it was fun. You know what? And I, you know, I mean, I don't know if anybody knows this or anybody cares, um, but that's my music. 
um, has been since we started the the podcast. Mostly we mentioned we it, but we you yeah, should we didn't want to pay we didn't want to pay basically for any sort of stock music. So why not just use one of mine? Um, and the funny thing is, is that the music is uh, you know it's a it's a three minute song, and we always play the first you know thirty seconds of it, right? And you know, which is lovely, but it's it was never meant to you know be a theme song for a podcast. It was just written to be um, this thing. And ultimately, the end of the song gets to be this you know sort of you know rock and roll calamitous yeah. thing that I loved more than the beginning. I, I actually love the end of it more. And so it was really fun, I have to say, to get in there and do a little remix of it. By the way, huge a shout out, and this is not a uh, this is not a um, uh, uh, a, I'm not getting paid to do this or anything. But there's an AI tool, and I'll look it up here in just a second because I'm blanking on the name of it as we speak. That I could upload my MP3, which I made twelve years ago, and yeah. it broke apart all the stems. Which and so in music terminology, stems are like the drum track, the guitar track, the bass track, the you know, and all of that. And it broke it apart into separate files for me so that I could do I, the remix that you hear basically. And it was, it, I mean, it took literally four minutes to do that. Um, it took oh, longer than four minutes to put it all together into something that I really liked, but it was, it was, it, it the technology now is just insane in terms of being able to pull music apart and 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 do all of that so yeah big shout out to that tool for and by the way it didn't charge me it was free it was a free it was a free tool so it took you four okay took you four minutes yeah in the past without a tool like that how long would it have taken you you it, you couldn't do it you couldn't you couldn't split it apart yeah i mean you, the there are file. there are some of the tools that will allow you to pull down it would have been hours days of work to pull to pull a fully mixed tune apart um, using, you know, even modern tools, right. You know, like, you know, pro tools or something like that, you can do it, but it's really difficult. And this tool, I mean, literally upload the song and 30 seconds later, it was like, would you like to download them as waves or as MP3s or, you know, it's like, wow. I mean, it was, it was. So it'd take you days. You'd have had to go press the vinyl, get the label, you'd be out (laughs) on the corner, get my max L 98. Yeah. Maxell, so I watched. You know, uh, yeah. I was watching uh, Straight Outta Compton a little bit, bit of that, which is the NWA oh, yeah, story. Yeah, right. And I, it was just, it was funny when they, when Ruthless got the deal, and they did the whole thing, and they were showing how the records were, you know, being made. From I was like, oh my god, the good old days. Yeah. So, and then I'm like, I'm so old. The there, there's a great scene in the Beatles documentary, the the um, uh, Jackson version of the the you know i forget the title peter jackson version peter jackson yeah. version yeah where they talk about where they 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 had the tape stretched across the studio so that they could actually run it on a loop um and so that they they could actually do a remix of it so they had the tape like literally stretched out around chairs and around yeah. you know the whole thing and and basically so that they could run that loop and do the editing as they needed to do it it's it's fascinating the, the, way the same it. thing if yeah. you watch the bg's documentary which is fantastic by the way they do it's the same thing Love they that. do the same thing i think was staying alive was or well, yeah, i forgot the drums yeah, yeah. With the drums and because yeah. they had that going from like the sag from the reel to reel or something they did and i was like oh my god this is 
Dang yeah. It. Oh yeah. By the way, the tool the, right. the tool is called Fader. F A D R. F A D R dot com is what I used. So yeah, and again, is, I get nope, I get nothing out of that. I just yeah. found it online, tried it, and it worked brilliantly. So just shout yeah. out to that. It's a smart move. Like, why you don't need vowels. Vowels are unnecessary. No, no, vowels are not cool. Just, yeah, vowels are yeah. not cool. Could you probably do F D R and you could probably do fader from that? You don't you don't the A is unnecessary. You they got rid of the E, but not the A. What's up with that? Okay, what's next? That's called domain name of it. <laughs> they got exactly domain and they're really happy about that yes exactly all right yes let's look at our next story here very quickly here we're going to talk about yes more youtube and tiktok video channels now there's a couple of different stories that we'll link to here and pair together because they do pair very nicely uh with a nice pino uh and the first one will be google and their results uh from the last quarter and this comes to us courtesy of Marketing Dive. Uh, YouTube revenue tops $9 billion in signed ad spending um, that are recovering. Additions like NFL Sunday Ticket are drawing more advertisers to YouTube, while Search got a boost from retail and the critical holiday period. Uh, Google's YouTube grew ad revenue grew 15% year over year, which would make any other media company sort of just drool. Um, $9.2 billion. It's amazing. Um, a sign that appetites for premium formats like video are on the rebound. The company's overall ad revenue for the period hit $65.5 billion, an 11% year-over-year increase. Search and other uh, Google's largest segment was up 12%. Uh, the tech giant continues to work on implementing a search generative experience, SGE, powered by artificial intelligence. That's not what we're really talking about here. But the other area highlighted by the executives was subscriptions which drew $15 billion in revenue. YouTube has seen a pillar of Google's subscription strategy with new additions, including NFL Sunday Ticket. And I will raise my hand there because I am a subscriber of it. Uh, what say you, Mr. Man, with regard to, I mean, YouTube feels now like a true alternative, full stop, like to what television is uh, in, in in today. Sort of eating, yeah, the, the, the no moat cable industry is being eaten alive by i will tell YouTube, you right yeah i will tell you as a user of i'm a youtube premium subscriber as well as a youtube tv subscriber and and i did the latter because it the uh because of the nfl sunday ticket because i'm 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 crazy that way uh it's really good it's really really good um you know i can watch i can sit at my desk and watch local TV on YouTube TV and just literally have a little browser window open in my, you know, in my, one mm -hmm. of my monitors and just sort of watch, yeah. I can watch local news. I can watch, uh, if there's a football game on the broadcast networks, I don't have to go into my, uh, I don't have to go into my living room to watch that. It's, it's, it's really good. Well, we, and we have Hulu and which is great too. Like I have no, I think that they're even improving their interface. Everything's great. Here, here's where I think I, I almost feel like I was wrong 20 years ago. I mean, when you and I started to get out there and preach about content marketing, I always used to say that, uh, that the advertising industry was like the sun and content marketing was like Pluto. It's too small to even be a planet. Like that yeah. was the budgetary difference. And I always believed because of the fact that 
we we want to target. We could, and we want to target audience. We want we target audiences. We wanted addressable audiences yep. that we had the capabilities to create, tell better stories that I thought that that would change and it would, we would grow from Pluto into something like, you know, Venus or maybe get closer to the sun. I think it's becoming, I think it's getting uh, worse. I think that there's more money being put into ads and what's happened recently to that. We see what we can see it right in front of us. Netflix has had success with their ad supported model. And now you have Amazon that just now they're going to charge two ninety nine, dollars uh, or, or if you want the ad free for their video for prime video, then you could you know pay the two ninety nine or you got to watch the ads, right? Yeah, I think this is very surprising that we didn't see it coming. And ads are al alive and well. and And I think that we've found it like if you look at reels or you look at uh, Facebook or I would imagine it's the same on TikTok, everyone will sit there and if they want the content, they will sit through those ads. Yeah. And they're happy to do so. I did not see that coming. I thought that that people would say, no, I don't want ads anymore. I want to subscribe directly to this person and I don't want that ad experience. And I was completely wrong. Well, I think it's, you know, I think there's an interesting, it's a little bit of a dovetail for what we were just talking about, uh, which is, the, I think this thing that surprises me the most is, is the young people, um, younger generation, I would have I would have been like, it ain't going to be YouTube. It might be TikTok. It might be something else, but it's not going to be YouTube. YouTube feels very Facebooky in that way, right? And as it turns out, no, the young the younger generation is latching onto YouTube very, very, very much as a source of 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 you know everything: entertainment, information, engagement, podcasting, et podcasting. Yeah, um, it's where so much of the attention is going and you know it's really and we'll we'll talk about this in just a second because the other story that we have linked to pair with this is the TikTok usage continues to just rise and rise and rise much to the dismay i'm sure of of yeah you know, maybe a lot we of people talk about that quickly yeah well okay so the basically the news item which comes to us and this is the the other side of marketing right marketing brew uh, TikTok usage continues to climb among U.S. adults. Uh, and basically, the article opens up by saying U.S. adults are all over the place in terms of social media usage, fragmented based on age, gender, race, and class across platforms, according to a new survey from Pew Research Center. But one thing everybody seems to agree on is TikTok. One third of respondents, one third of respondents, which was conducted uh, among 5,733 adults uh, between May and September of last year, reported having used TikTok up from 21% in 2021. I mean, that's just, that's and it's just probably much, growth. it's probably much larger by now. Yeah. This yeah. Is, it's, this it's, it's always almost certainly, yeah, it's yeah. almost certainly higher now. Like so uh, other platforms have higher usage as well. More than eight in 10 US adults surveyed that they've used YouTube followed closely by Facebook um, and uh, Instagram. And so, yeah, so it, it becomes the con from a consumption side of things, YouTube and TikTok are sort of it for everybody now. And it's, 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 it's an amazing thing. And, you know, we, I mean, we, we've been joking about it, you know, as we've sort of pivoted and changed the show, right. We've really moved, right. We've really moved and, and, and started to pivot much more toward, being a YouTube show that is also a podcast instead of a podcast that's also a YouTube show. That's right. And and I think that you and I were pushing against that 
for a long time. We're like, no, yeah. people get whatever. And then you right. realize this. It's like, it, it, and I'll give you a real example. We were, uh, we went to, I think I told you, we went to see Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Uh, the musical, which is really, really good. And during intermission, uh, my wife and I are sitting there and we have our, our other four friends and we're all sitting there sort of talking, standing up, stretching our legs. You look out at everyone else. And when I say everyone, I'm not exaggerating. Everyone else has a screen in front of their face. Yeah. I thought I was in Wally or something. Like, <laughs> like what, what the heck is going on? This is, this is where, we're, and it's, it's, it's growing. So whether yeah. it's TikTok or it's YouTube or it's Discord or Snap, whatever, we are looking at a screen and it's very hard to put that screen down, even to talk with a human being on a regular basis. So yeah, I'm, I know I'm like the old guy that's get off my lawn right now, but it's a, I'm concerned about it. I, I, it just, it frustrates me. Well, and and what is the, and what is the part that frustrates you from a, is it from a parent perspective? Is it from a user perspective or is it from a marketing perspective? So as, a, as I'll, I'll talk as a parent, yes, I'm, I'm very concerned. It's very, I mean, my, my children are all, all but grown up. You stay a parent, but 22 and 20, but yes, it bothers me at how easy it is to not have a conversation, something and just look it up. Or when we're all together is to, to take that device out and not have the conversation. But as a, just a regular adult, a regular human being, when you are in an atmosphere where generally it's a social atmosphere, where there are people around you, friends and family, where you would in the past have had conversations, those conversations are now replaced with a device. They're not oh, happening. Sure. Sure. That's so, and that's now, this has not been going on very long. It's very, very quick. If you look at the timeline of media over hundreds oh, yeah. and hundreds of years, this is just a blip and how quickly that behavior change happened. So almost like, I mean, quick, I mean, you can make the comparison. You've done it before where, where there was no TV and then there was TV, right? Right. That's and right. And then when people were getting television, you're like, wow, did that, you know, people were staying at home at six o'clock to all watch the news. Yep. Or Jackie Gleason, or whatever yes. the case was. So, uh, yeah, and, and <laughs> pull that. Now, Milton now Burl. you really are dating Milton yourself. Burl. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. So, yeah. yeah, I know my television history. But yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's 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 concerning. So uh, so if you go back to the whole marketing thing, so this is the, this old marketing, let's talk about the marketing aspect. You, you can, I could fight against this all I want, but it's not going to work because we know that we had to change this podcast to go video and small screen first. Yeah. Because that's where our audience is. It's right where the media there. consumption is. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. So yeah. Not now, that there's not opportunities in audio and podcasting or, or well, even, you know, print or events, but this is a different thing. Uh, that's, the, that's the thing. It's like, you know, one of the things I used to always talk to marketers about, and it was one of the things that I always sort of had a distaste in my mouth about sort of the, the whole omni-channel thing, you know, and you and I both, will evangelize this idea of you know one platform one audience you know it, it, you know all the all that sort of thing and when we would look at you know there there would be the advice that would come up from and i won't name the people who would you know you've you've seen it before at any every marketing conference the the person that would go up and go you gotta you gotta go follow the audience you gotta be on every channel where your audience yeah. is because that's where they are and you gotta be there Right, this whole omni-channel thing, you know that. Of course, that's impossible for anybody. I don't care how big you are; it doesn't matter. It's impossible. 
And the key is, is that if you looked at all of the real successes, right? If you look at the success, and I mean brands um, and uh, you know creators alike, what they were able to do was to to bring the moth to the flame. You know, in other words, I used to use the I, the the example I used to use all the time was the craft example, um, which is when this was really you know with this was so it's, it dates a little bit, but it's not a lot. Where I said, look, they they didn't start out by going, ooh, let's be everywhere our audience is, and then hopefully our website will take off, or hopefully our print mm -hmm. magazine will take off, right? It was no. They said our center of gravity is going to be this website, this you know online recipes database website. And we're going to be promoting that content on as many places as we can possibly be because of where media consumption is. But we can bring the audience there. And I think that's still true. I do. You know, I agree I, with that. You, you know, when I, when I, yeah, yeah, when I, when I, when I look at someone like a real success story over the last few years, like Jay Klaus, right, where he is. He, he's in a lot of places and, you know, he's on X and he's on YouTube and he's on the web and he's on Threads, Facebook yep, and thing. YouTube and everywhere, but he's built a base and now he's shifted that base over time as the media sort of centers and of gravity have changed. Um, so it's not that he's static in time and will never change, but he basically is saying, I can, I can use all of those platforms to flow my audience to where I want them to flow. And, and in, right. invariably that's going to be somewhere where we can address that audience. Right. So I don't, what I don't want is everybody to get the misimpression that, you know, because we're sort of thinking of ourselves as a YouTube show that also has a podcast that we're, <laughs> that we're building our home on rented land. Right. We, we understand what's going on there with YouTube. Right. The, the idea here is, is that we're flowing those users to somewhere else. Well, and the other thing too is, as much as we want to talk about podcast being not rented land, it is. It is right. those distribution that they're there. It's controlled by Apple and Google, uh, and you know they could shut they could shut off access at any point, and that's the scary. So that we have to have something, something else to do. That. But if you look at a media model, any amazing media company, they started with that one base. That's right. The magazine, the newsletter, the blog, the blog, the podcast, whatever. And then they diversified from that. That's that's the issue where marketers generally they diversify immediately. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing you don't want to do. Yeah. Uh, before we get to rants and raves, we got to cover the the deep fake stuff. So let's. Oh yes, of course, so. absolutely. Okay, so we will get to that story, which is okay. Deep fakes, George Carlin, Taylor Swift. It's it's starting to happen, folks. This is Joe, actually one of his predictions. Um, was that this was going to be a big year for deep fakes. And so the first one that we'll cover here is from AP News. It's about George Carlin. And really quickly, because it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward, the estate of George Carlin is now suing a media company behind a fake hour-long comedy special that purportedly used AI to recreate the late stand-up comic style and material. The lawsuit filed in federal court in Los Angeles basically asked the judge uh, of the podcast outlet Dudesy. I guess it's Dudesy. It's not Dudesy. Anyway, I think Dudesy. it's Dudesy. I'm Dudesy? pretty sure. Yeah. It's oh, ridiculous that it's <laughs> I mean, imagine being the judge. So the plaintiff Dudesy, you know, anyway, um, to immediately take down the audio special, George Carlin, I'm glad I'm dead, which is a synthesis of Carlin delivered commentary on current events. Carlin died in 2008. 
there's another there's other news stories by the way out there that are saying now that the 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 people that are getting sued here have said no 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 we we it's human created not ai created but it doesn't matter it was all well, the, vo- with, the, the yeah, voice the voice and, yeah the voice yeah. is george carlin's voice that they yeah which is just i mean there's just no there's just no two ways about it which by that. the way that and you've you know, i'm sure you know this because i tried to view it and it's gone like YouTube's of course yeah it's not YouTube's yeah you can't yeah you can't yeah. Yeah, you can't see it anymore. Um, and then secondarily this week, also, uh, Taylor Swift made, I mean, it, it can't be, it's Tuesday if Taylor Swift is making headlines. But basically, uh, there were some AI images of her in, well, let's just say, you know, uh, unclothed versions of AI-generated images uh, uh, that went uh, that went viral. Um, and X was forced to change the image search um, on her because of the, because of these images that were out there. And and now because it's Taylor Swift in many regards that people are freaking out that this is actually, you know, possible. And, and uh, it's been possible for some time folks and happening for some time folks. Yes. It just didn't happen to Taylor Swift before. So what do you think about both these things very quickly? It's just, it, is this, is this the beginning of the beginning, the, the beginning of the middle or where are we at here? Well, yeah, to your point, it's been, this has been going on for a long time. Uh, so this is nothing. And my prediction that it was going to go crazy this year is an, as a layup. <laughs> Everybody right. should that's be right. yeah. saying, that's especially right. with the election coming up, it's going to get crazy nuts there. It's going to get nuts in here. It's going <laughs> to every, every show we have the Batman quote. Yes. I, I don't think that companies like X have been putting enough in their infrastructure to battle against all of this well, no. crazy they killed, they killed off all their time. safety and people yeah and, you know they're, they're, and, they're gone yeah it's you know what it's like here's here's what it is to me so deep fakes right now is like identity theft if somebody wants to steal your identity and they want to do it really badly they will do it it will absolutely you can set up all the precautions it will oh, absolutely yeah. happen it's child's play to do it yeah yes, it's, that's exactly what this is child's play now because the technology is there it's going to happen at every moment and we have basically we're getting our information from four or five major entities around the world and i don't think these entities can keep up that is why i'm going to find a nice plot of land in wyoming <laughs> and i'm going to live there uh and maybe overseas but i like wyoming for some reason i hear it's nice it's too uh, late it's too late they, they, there's too much of you <laughs> out there i'm just telling you it's too late there's too much of you out there it's easy to i could you know we could take all 413 of these episodes and stitch us together and make new this old marketings with relative you, ease so i was here's my mom doesn't listen to this but yeah. i i want i'm almost ready to tell her and say, Mom, you may get a call from someone that sounds like me. Oh, we've already done that. My wife and I have already done this, by the way. So you, you two have had the conversation. We have had the conversation, and we have done, and we have set up the secret code word. Okay, yeah, yeah. See, we, I, we we have too, but I I can never remember the code word. Yeah, I did it. So. <laughs> I, we've got a couple. We've got we've got a, we've got a couple that we can we can uh. ask questions about um, that that are immediately obvious to both of us that would not be obvious to anybody else but the two of us and um yeah, yeah. so because i and i did that after i agreed for cmi to do my voice for reading the blog Feed post, my blog the post. System. Yeah. and it when i heard it i was like this is okay i can tell it's not me 
and I played it for my wife and she, she goes, and I didn't tell her when I played it for my wife, I, I, I played it for her and she goes, is that you? Did you read that? And I'm like, I'm like, no, it wasn't me. It was a Tay And she's like, wow, she could tell I could tell, but I know for uh, a fact that other people believe it's me. If you heard, and, yeah. If you heard, if you you've heard the Snoop Dogg one that's out there yeah. that everybody's using, I yeah, can't. The tell. Biden one, the Biden one that went viral, the 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 deep fake call that happened this week. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, okay, back and back to what do we do about it? We and I don't know what the answer is, but it's there's got to be some way to verify and say, okay, well, we, we have to have a checking system that if this video is not verified on this person's home that they like you have to have that check and balance and the thing is is that even even being verified on these social media sites doesn't mean anything because you can fake that too of course so well on one of them for that, sure you can on one of them for sure you can fake it it's harder yeah. on the others but you can do it it's been done yeah sure i'm sure so, i'm sure it's been done yeah so I what mean, yeah so yeah. so what so what do we do we're left with the fact that some other entity has to come up with a verification system so that you know if you see this video okay i have to check or those social media outlets have to check a source yeah i like the other way i like this the, and i come back we've talked about this on the show before i like the i like the opposite well and this is the what adobe is doing microsoft i think has signed on to this as well where they take the opposite approach they basically put a watermark or a certification on authentic content in other words, without if if it doesn't have that watermark on it, you can't be sure. But what so, if you what if they stake the watermark? Apparently, the, you can't. Apparently, you 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 can't. Well, I, that, mean, I I don't I don't know well, how that works. Okay, but, so I've I've talked with because it shows the, the provenance. It shows the provenance of the video or the image, right? So, in other words, with the watermark, it's not just a it's not just a watermark in the image, but there is a there is a badge that you can click on and you can see. All right all of the versions of this particular image or this particular video that have ever existed. And so you can basically see the, 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 the different versions of it. There's another one that's going around these days, which, and again, I, I know we're short on time, but the other one is, uh, is, have you heard of this? The uh, AI poisoning where, Oh, I did hear something about that. But yeah. I don't know basically. The details. Well, basically the, the, the concept is, and I'll make it short just because of time, but the, the, the concept is if I make a picture with this tool that says i want a picture of a cow standing in a field right yeah the, the image comes back and it looks like a cow standing in a field but to the ai that would look at the data of that image it would look like you know a purse in a mall right it would it would basically be completely different so it doesn't match the 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 you know what the description of the so video the is or the description the of the data image or Okay. Correct. Yeah. So it starts to poison the learning model, which basically says if you start seeing images of, you know, your search, you know, it says, you know, create an image of a cow standing in a field, you're going to start seeing purses in a mall. And then you know that it's been poisoned. So it's that's the that's the idea behind it. So what's real estate go for in Wyoming? Is yeah. it uh, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. All yeah. right. Well, let's get to rants and raves very quickly here sure. before yeah. we before we jump out of this uh, this episode. And so you you want to go first here? You're talking about again TikTok and the creator economy. You want to you want to jump in? Yeah. Um, the there's the tick. This is a study that came out. I don't I don't need to put it up on the screen. There's a study that came out 
about TikTok usage in kids aged two to 18, which was disturbing in and among itself that it is raised to almost two hours a day, U.S. children uh, spending on TikTok. Wow. I don't have any comment other than, wow, yeah, what, what the heck? It's a lot. That's just TikTok. That's not, that's not TikTok and YouTube and all the other things. That's just right. TikTok. I'm going to leave it at that. And you can all, you know, look and <laughs> and on Zillow for property in <laughs> Wyoming. Um, the other one, I just want to throw a shout out to the folks at, at Kajabi. They came out with state of the creators report 24. And there was oh. the one thing I like, I don't put it in the show notes, but the one thing I like about it, in this report says 95% of creators making six figures have fewer than 1 million followers. Fine. Okay. I like that. Yeah. A uh, 25% have less than 10,000 followers. It's very similar to the report that we did at the tilt yeah. last year that said, you know, the average creator making a living has about 4,000 followers. Yep. The point is, is that you don't have to have a super large audience to be Kevin successful. Kelly. Kevin yep. Kelly's thousand fans. Yep. That's exactly right. And it's, and it's true. And I don't think we talk about it enough. We're talking about all fan, you know, the Mr. Beasts of the world, I think get all the attention and, and rightly so they should. Yeah. But, but this is a, being a, a professional storyteller and building an audience is a noble profession in my, depending on what kind of content, I guess you're talking about, but um, there's a lot of value there and there's, there's, there's future for people. Yeah, uh, to to be financially independent that way. So I'll put yeah. the uh, the report in the show notes. Fascinating. And, and you, yeah. sir, what I, do you I got? Have well, I have two seemingly disparate news items that came out this week um, that to me are really interesting. And and I don't know if it's a rant or a commentary, but basically, so LinkedIn uh, just released a pretty interesting report on the 25 fastest growing roles jobs, basically in the US. This is a US-based uh, research. And it basically said what you might expect. AI is big of the 25. I think you know four or five of them were, were, were AI related, although prompt engineer wasn't one of them, which I was very thankful to see. <laughs> um, but basically, when, I, when you look at it, the titles, a lot of them are sales and marketing and communications roles, right? So I think that's pretty obvious that sales, marketing, communications roles, I think uh, five of the 25 are, are sales, marketing, or communications roles, the fastest growing, which is, says everything to me. But the interesting thing is if you look at those roles, if you look at the, the, what's in those roles, they're really just, they're, they're, they're new titles, new combinations of tasks that are under new titles. But, but the, the, the tasks themselves are the same. And it's interesting because I see this happening in businesses and the clients that we deal with all the time where the jobs that are getting uh, divvied up are different now, but the, the jobs themselves are the same. And, other, and, I'll, and I'll give you an, uh, an interesting one. There's this whole revenue ops or revenue operations, right, which is a classic marketing role, right? Dynamic pricing and figuring out your, you know, what your pricing should be and how do you get the right price to the right person and, and all those kinds of things. That's now becoming more of a marketing or sales sort of combination role, like a VP of sales. Now you have a VP of revenue operations or a manager or a director of revenue operations. That kind of thing is getting all sorts of combos to it. Now, put that aside for the moment. And then also the news item that UPS at the end of last year, among others, Etsy is another one, have decided to disband the role of the CMO. 
And they've said basically they're they're letting their CMO go um, for various reasons. And the companies that um, are are letting this go, you know, some of it's performance based, some of it's just it's you know whatever base, but basically they're not replacing them. They're, they're divvying up those jobs into other parts of the organization. And I just want to say that if you look at those two things and you look at specifically at the CMO one, it becomes, it, 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 it it's an interesting thing to think because the knee jerk reaction is to say marketing's becoming less important, right? Because as these roles start to get you know, the revenue operations goes into sales and this piece of marketing goes into influencer. And it is sort of the marketing feels like it's getting dissolved into the other parts of the organization. And the CMO job is just, you know, this has been a classic argument that's yep. gone on for the last 10 years. Is it too big for one person or two people? Or, you know, it doesn't need to be, those tasks need to be dissolved into a chief digital officer and a chief experience officer and all these things. The interesting, what's interesting to me is that I think on the contrary, all of these are signs that marketing is becoming more important and more strategic in business. And going all the way back to our Peter Drucker, when he said innovation and marketing are the only two profitable functions in business, everything else is a cost. This to me is sort of the living embodiment of that, which is the, the, it's not about the CMO title. It's not about your title. It is about how we as marketers start to assume all of these different roles that are evolving and construct our teams and ourselves, by the way, to handle all of these things. And so what I don't want people to do is get disheartened to say that, oh, I'm a marketer and I'm becoming less important in the business because the CMO is going away and I don't have a career path or these things are getting moved into revenue operations or influencer marketing or those kinds of things. No, rather it's figure out the way that the right combination, the new combination of tasks and skills and things that you need to do work and your title, your role will change. It absolutely will change. But leader of marketing, and I'll just use UPS as an example because the role that they did create is chief strategy officer who handles what? Marketing, sales, revenue operations, and customer experience. And so, in other words, they created a bigger job than the CMO yeah. for the replacement there. And that's that's my that's my commentary. No, I I like your take on that. That's a very positive take. And yeah. it's, it, it reminds me. I was on a podcast earlier this week where basically the question was, what's the most important uh, place that content marketing can have an impact? And mine was in, I basically said human resources. It's not even yep. in marketing. That's said, right. The most important marketers that you have are your employees. That's you exactly need a right. You need some kind of training Ooh, process. Is that ever the more, is that ever more, that's so important these days is that we are becoming, marketing is becoming a manager of content creators, right? Yeah. You know, marketing literally is becoming a media operation where our job is to harness the content creators in our organization to be able to create value. And it's just that change, that fundamental change in function is something I believe so heartily in. And damn it, if somebody will just hire me to figure that out for them, that would be really awesome. That's what I, yeah, well, I was telling this person who was in HR because we were talking about marketing. I said, you you should be in the marketing meetings. Like That's you right. should be, you, you need to talk to the, the chief marketing officer or the director of sales and marketing. Yep. And you need to be in these content creation meetings yep. because it's all about what you do. Yep. Like, do you not know this? 
Yep. And the answer was no, they did not know. They did not know. So, that. and I don't All know right. if that's going to change, but you know, I got on my, my stool and I did my thing. There we I go. My content marketing thing. So, uh, what do you got going on? Uh, I got, um, I, you know, I'm dealing with, uh, oh, the audience doesn't need to know this. I have a doctor's appointment later today. It's you all got, good. It's all yeah. fine, but it's just, just an annoying, a little bit under the, water, eh, it's right? annoying thing that I got to go deal with. So I got that going on. And then, um, uh, I got a lot of content to create in the next couple of weeks here, um, of on stuff and, you know, just, uh, just, just work and work, 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 scotch, 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 scotch. That's what I got. How about you? Well, as I told you before, I've been uh, brideless for a week. Yes, and, that's uh, true. Right after we record this, I'm headed to the airport to pick pick her up. She had a great vacation with her girlfriends, and and one, I guess the weather was beautiful in Mexico, and and now I get her back. So that's I'm lovely. Very, very I, and I'm very excited about that. So I do miss her man. indeed. So yeah, yeah. you're, a, you're a yeah. So man. I'll be yeah. So we get uh, we get to spend some time together. So that's good. And and I'm not going to do any work tomorrow. Oh. Excellent. I love that. I love that even more. All right. Well, that is so he's not going to be he's going to be off. I'm going to be working my ass off. But for you, you're going to be doing whatever it is you do on a Friday. And we will see you next week because until we see you next week with all of our new formatting and good and pivot goodness, why don't you go check us out on YouTube? Go subscribe. Do all the things on YouTube and check us out on the video. And until we see you next week, remember, everybody, it is your story to tell. Tell it well. See you next week on This Old Marketing.